Previously on X-Men. She's controlling the jet. You get up now. She's not letting me. I know what I'm doing. This is the only way. Listen to me. Hey there, folks, and welcome to Eddie and Caleb's Cast. I am Caleb B., almost out of quarantine. Uh, recording date is August 17, and uh, I am, of course, joined by Eddie, E-D-D-Y-E-D-D-Y-C-8-5. That's his Twitter, my Twitter. I am Caleb B., of course. Uh, Instagram for the show, EC Cast. Twitter for the show, EC underscore hero. Gmail is ECHeroCast at gmail.com. And check me out every Thursday morning on the Grave Consequences podcast, which is a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. This is episode 74, and we are here to review a classic Brett Ratner film known as Rush Hour. What? Pardon me, different Brett Ratner film. We are here to review X-Men The Last Stand. Yeah, the stupidly not, not, named Last Stand because it wasn't the last movie, and I they not they knew the, it wasn't when they made it, so I don't know why they called it that. Yeah, not uh, not Brian Singer, so maybe no rapes going on on set, but who knows, man. Um, yeah, that's true. There was a. <laughs> um, oh man, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, there was a. Um, we had a um, uh, what's the word? I guess you could call it like a, a like a trade. Um, yep. And we there was a there was a trade with our movie next week. Yes, I was about to bring that up. Yes, the uh, Brian Singer directed Superman Returns and then also mm-hmm. took James Marston with him, and it's kind of one of those trades in sports where neither team wins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Both but teams hey, get worse. 
Brian Singer got a chance to do a sequel, which, by the way, ignored Superman 3 and 4, as, as great as they were, of course. Richard Pryor and and uh, what was the uh, Nuclear Man? Yeah. <laughs> oh, blast from the past, buddy. Uh, but, yeah, ignored those. It was supposed to be a direct sequel to Superman 2, and uh, Brian Singer struck out. <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. Uh, today we're here to talk about Brett Ratner's feature film, of course, X-Men The Last Stand, not Rush Hour 3, not Hercules. Um, Eddie, let, let's get right into it. Do you have – what kind of history do you have with X3? actually have some interesting history with X3. Um, well, well let, 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 you can go first. And I'm... I, I have, like, almost no history. I've seen this, like, once, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> well then i i have seen it in um in theaters and i probably maybe saw it once or so since then on tv maybe but so the interesting part of the history i was such a big fan of x-men and then the last movie was so good and i came across an article where it's like the uh the script to um X3, or uh, rather a portion of it, was leaked to the public. And there's the disclaimer. It's like, hey, we we don't know if this is for sure what's in the movie, but this is what was leaked. So maybe it's been edited since or whatever, but this is what we got, and this is, you know, take it for what it's worth. So I was like, well, I think I should read it. I just, I'm, I, I couldn't wait. So I start reading and they do the thing where they go to Gene's house, and, you know, Angel's in the bathroom, uh, cutting off his wings. I was like, whoa, this is kind of awesome. Yeah. And then I'm reading, 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 and then it's like, and then Cyclops dies, and that's where the spoiler, that's where the script ended. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a really unfortunate decision, movie. And I could just tell... I don't want to judge anything based on just reading it without seeing it, but it's one of those things you could just tell, like, mm, that's really not something I would do. And then uh, I'm watching the movie in the theaters, and it starts just the same way as this, the leaked script, so I'm like, yep, the script was actually accurate, so I'm pretty sure Cyclops is going to die, and sure enough, he did. It's like, well... Yeah, this is uh, not great. This is not a great idea to do that, but <laughs> we'll get to that. But that's that's kind of my history with the movie. Yeah, well, interesting enough. We're going to dig up the old time capsule once again. Uh, Eddie, let, let's start off before we go on, you know, naming champions and songs. What were you doing in May of 2006, late May of 2006? Were you ending a school year? Well, I was, let's see, what did I do? I think I went over winter quarter last year, or last <laughs> movie of Natural <laughs> Science and Beginning Algebra. In uh, May 26, 2006, so yeah, one not, week after See No Evil. Yeah, not Beginning Algebra, um, College Algebra, but, so I think I did that last week with uh, winter quarter. Yeah. So this would have been spring quarter of 06, so... I'm having to redo Algebra 103, 
which I did. Got a B, so nice Good rebound job. from me. Yep. And uh, Spanish 101, which I also got a B. So. Proud of you, buddy. Um, uh, muy, uh, muy bueno. G- good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's see here. Of course, I, I went over. I told you guys about my uh, bitch of a fifth grade teacher, and uh, I, I, I have not softened on that stance in the past week. Um, but... Let's see here. This end of the school year, playing baseball, having a good time, man. This is one of the best little league teams I was on. We lost like I think two games in the regular season. Now, granted, we took third in the double elimination postseason tournament, but we were technically the regular season champions, so that's cool. Well, congrats on uh, well, that's the, the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. I was gonna say it's the equivalent of winning your division in the regular season. That's all. (laughs) But, um, okay. All right. So this came out on May 26, 2006. Your champions in wrestling. Eddie, guess who was holding the WWE championship on raw? Mm, Batista. It's it's on raw. Super easy answer. Uh, triple H. Cena. Oh, okay. Okay. SmackDown, you may remember this rain. A lot of people might have forgotten it. I remember it for just how weird they booked him. Rey Mysterio was your world heavyweight champion. No, that didn't work out. Or uh, it, it was doomed to fail from the beginning because they're like, well, he's too small, and they just kept beating him. Anyway, TNA Wrestling, your NWA world's heavyweight champion. Of course, still Christian Cage in his first run. Hey. Oh. Congratulations. Once again, Impact World Champion. More Uh, things change. He may not be by the time this comes out, but who knows. Um, Wait, when when does this episode drop? (laughs) I'm sure he will be. Uh, We'll see. Uh, Your Ring of Honor World Champion, on his run of dominance uh, through kicks and knee strikes and submissions, cattle mutilation... um, are you a fan of cattle mutilation? The move, not the concept. Well, uh, the both, actually. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Brian Danielson, of course. Uh, the number one song for the first time uh, since we've been tracking it here on the HeroCast, SOS by Rihanna. So I wonder how many more times we're going to see her on this list, you know? You know, I looked up the top songs, too, and I... <laughs> I uh, I couldn't help but laugh at like what number like three was riding by Chameleon Air. Whatever happened to Chameleon Air? Where'd he go? riding dirty. Who knows, man? Yeah, Good stuff though. He rode off. Yeah. Well, probably might have been arrested at some point because he was riding dirty, as he says in the song. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Your budget for the movie two hundred and ten million dollars. Probably a lot of it went to that de aging. CGI that they used for Magneto and Xavier. Um, yeah, I think sure. this was the highest budget movie of all time up to this point. It, which is funny because the CGI was still so bad. Wasn't great. We'll talk about it. Your box office, though. Your box office yield $460.4 million. That's a profit of more than 
<laughs> the budget itself. Or, pardon me. Two or damn it. Two fifty point four million. Yeah. Two fifty point four. So their profit line was two hundred percent or no no no. Their box office was two hundred percent of their budget. Profit line was one hundred. Um so financially very successful. And you can see why even as uh half brained as it may have been, they made an X Men Origins movie two years three years later. Yeah, just I do wonder because they really I don't know. Part of me wonders if they were a little bit disappointed with that return because yeah. you figure a $210 budget and you only make a quarter billion. Eh, I don't know. Well, here's the thing with the X-Men. Um, they they had movies coming out quite often. Like, you know, you had X-Men came out in 2000. Three years later, X2. Three years after that, X3. Uh, three years after this origins wolverine say what you want about it uh 2011 you had first class which i'm a big fan of 2013 you had the wolverine 2014 you had days of future past again i liked it a lot of people seem to hate it but i liked it um let's see here 20 days of future past is the sequel to what we just watched yes so a long way in between movies Here's the thing. Days of Future Past seems to ignore most of X3, to my knowledge. Well, here's what's... I'll say, here's what's interesting, though. X2 profit 290.7 million. X3, 250.4, so we're going backwards. And then uh, the inflation for X2 was 415.5 million. Yeah. Inflation for X3, 339.1. Yeah. So maybe their thinking is if we made a fourth <laughs> one, uh, it might just barely break even the way yeah. it's trending downwards. So. Well, yeah. Here's the thing, though. Again, like, okay, so twenty. So they're averaging like an X Men movie every three years, and some sort of X Men movie every like two years, because you know you had Days of Future Past. Two years after that, you had Apocalypse. <laughs> that was not good. Uh, two years after that, 2018, you had, is it 2018 or 19 when Dark Phoenix came out? At 2019. I'm skipping Logan. Logan came out in 2017. Uh, and then, ah, loosely connected. Um, come on. What, New Mutants? (laughs) New Mutants, yes, yes. That should have come out in 2019, I think, but whatever. memorable it is, yes. Um... Yeah, now there's uh, just kind of waiting for Disney to take over. Yeah. Whenever. It's kinda, yeah, it, it's it's interesting to see, you know, where they're going to go with the X-Men-verse. But uh, critically, this had a 57% on Rotten Tomatoes, so not, not critically popular. Fans just liked it a, a touch more, 61% from fans. And uh, that those are your facts and figures. I think with that, we can go to the cast, right? Yeah, uh, cast is is fine by me. A um, uh, okay. Um, we at? oh, what notable? Okay, uh, as of the returning cast members, who stuck stood out as really good, but like far far improved, much better, or um, uh, much worse in your opinion? Well, it's a big cast. So let me just hit them up one at a time, one by one, and just knock yeah. them out. 
So yeah. I'm just starting at the top of the list from Wikipedia here. So Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Um, I kind of... Hmm, I felt he was... Um, a little weaker in this than he was in X2. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I didn't get the same um, pop that I would normally get from him, but that's just me. Uh, Halle Berry as Storm. I did like that she had more to do in this movie, which was not the case for the other two movies. Mm-hmm. But um, she also... Um, still just didn't quite stand out as much as you'd like to see. Well, here's the thing. There was one line that made her stand out for me, but not in a good way. Like, it made me actually kind of hate her character a little. Let's see. Ian McClellan. Sorry, Sir Ian McKellen as uh, Magneto. Uh, I mean, his his portrayal is still good. I just never uh-huh. quite understood what his character's plan was. Uh-huh. Um Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier, I thought, was did some very out-of-character things in this movie, which we'll get to. Yes. And then, finally, uh, Femke Jansen as Jean Grey slash Phoenix. Man, uh, this is obviously the big one, just because her character changed so much. Uh, I would just say wasted potential of what this could have been. She just... She stood around in a red dress, kind of looked like a witch, and really didn't do anything. I, her teaming with Magneto didn't make any sense. I, yeah. I'd never understood what her goal was. They never really understood, uh, said what the Phoenix is. It's just, oh, it's just a chaotic thing that likes to cause chaos and laugh. And it's just, uh, I didn't even get that. So yeah, that's the returning cast. What, uh, did I miss anything, or you disagree or agree or what? Um... You didn't. You missed a couple of returning characters. Uh, oh, Jim Marsden was in there for a touch. Rebecca yeah. Romaine. Now, okay, for, I guess she's a new cast member because on the first two she was Rebecca Romaine Stamos, so now she's divorced. Yeah, I mean she was <laughs> not. Her and Cyclops were not in it enough to really talk about. I, I guess, no, but uh, Rogue. Yeah, Rogue. Yeah. Uh, I did not like Rogue's character in this. Uh, I get that they needed someone to think about getting this cure, and her character made the most sense, but I just... uh, She disappeared for, like, a good chunk of the movie, and then when she comes back, I just didn't really... They didn't really go into the whole thing with her enough, and then you had uh, Bobby Drake... Uh, Sean Ashmore as Iceman. Uh, I mean, they didn't really do a whole lot with their relationship. It was just the same as the last movie. There wasn't a whole lot of continuation with that, except that, oh, well, now we can touch you. But, eh, they didn't really even get into it. He had kind of a a thing on the side with uh, Kitty Pride, but it didn't. that didn't really go anywhere, so... That that like that as weird as that was, it's like okay, we need to give Ellen Page, the former Ellen Page, some scenes, um, and we need to kind of further this rogue drama. So let's use her. Yeah, and I will say for the new cast, uh, you said the former Ellen Page, now Elliot Page, and 
just for the, the the movie, because she played a female, we will be referring to Kitty Pride as a female, so I think that's pretty understandable. Yeah, don't get a bunch. It's not a whole... We're not making political statements here. Nope. Um, it's just uh, I, that's the character's gender that she played. Sorry, exactly. he played. He now. Uh, she at the time. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, I, yeah, we didn't... I, you I, you could have just stuck with the former <laughs> Ellen Page... And not dug up, said anything else, but whatever. Well, Aaron, I had to, I had to make sure everybody's look, on the same page. But the same. What do you think of Pyro, dude? Oh, Pyro is a dork. Uh, I didn't. Care. He's a dick, dude. I hated him. Well, I was going to compliment uh, the former Ellen Page. Uh, actually, thought that that was a nice addition. Mm-hmm. I thought Kitty Pride was a nice addition to the X Men because. Uh, like, they also added Colossus, who did nothing. And they kind of sort of added Angel, who did nothing. Mm-hmm. So I at least thought the addition of Kitty Pride was nice. Uh, so that was a good addition. Uh, also a good addition was Kelsey Grammer as Dr. Hank McCoy Beast. Yeah. Uh, this is probably, like, someone who I would cast if I was drunk, but it worked. <laughs> like... He looked like a big blue Frasier, and uh, yep. yeah, I, I I thought the voice and everything worked. Seeing Kelsey Grammer in an action movie was kind of bizarre, but yeah, it it, it kind of worked for me. So uh, thumbs up on the additions of of uh, Beast and Kitty Pride. Kind of a thumbs down on Angel and Colossus, who didn't do anything. Not I'm, their fault, I'm, just the script. I'm going to give a thumbs up to Vinny Jones as Juggernaut. Oh, thumbs down I really enjoyed. Really? Yeah, not. Uh, I mean, yeah. he 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 had fun with the role. It's just the role was written yeah. so stupidly. Like, I don't know. You know, he plays Frank Castle in the next Punisher movie we do. Yeah, I do. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see here. You already talked about Colossus. You already talked about Angel. Oh, by the way, do you know who played Young Angel? Caden Boyd. Yes, the former, the returning Caden Boyd, who played Max in Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Oh, well, that's something. Yeah. Probably never thought you'd see him again. You that I never gave him a second thought. You're right. <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. Uh, let's see here. Psylocke was yeah, Psylocke was in this. That's cool. Yeah, barely. She gets recast, as does uh, Trask, who will be recast. Um, Trask was played by Bill Duke, but in the next time we see Trask, he will no longer be African-American, and he will be a little person. Oh, yes, dude, I <laughs> forgot about that. Oh, uh, even even more different than, uh, who was it, Two-Face from Batman to uh, Batman Forever. Yeah, yeah, from Returns. Harvey Dent, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. He wasn't in Returns, you're right, never mind. Uh, let's see, anything else on the cast that we need to talk about? Um, uh, no, oh, Stan Lee cameo, of course. Mm-hmm. But, early on. Yeah, very early on. But I think we kind of hit the cast as, as hard as we could. Um, yeah. Let's... Uh, Let's get her done. 
All right. Well, we open with uh, young Xavier and Magneto with some de aging. <laughs> Bad de aging. Yeah, especially Magneto. His face looked like it was glowing. Bro, yeah, Magneto scared the crap out of me, and Xavier to a lesser extent. Yeah, and they're visiting a young Jean Grey, I guess to recruit her for the school, but Magneto wasn't working at the school at this point, so... Strike one, error. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And Jean shows off her power by lifting all the cars in the neighborhood, and we get our Stanley cameo where he's watering his plants and the water goes upward. Yeah. And Charles... Old gravity as well. Yeah. Charles says... uh, Little girl Jean was kind of a brat. Like uh, Yes, very much. <laughs> uh, and Charles says, will you control your power or will it control you? Mm. Um, yeah. Cut Great. to a young boy in the bathroom. His dad knocking on the door. He's like, what are you doing in there? And he's oh. like, I'm writing a story about a shark and a lava girl. Yeah. No, I'm just sawing off my wings. <laughs> Which looked yeah. really painful, by the way. Yeah, um, very, very much so. Oof. And by Couldn't the way, I, was, I, I had this random thought today. It's at the dentist, and because the Taliban's in the news, I was like, man, if I was ever caught by the Taliban, like, all, all you'd have to do is, like, floss my teeth as hard as the dental hygienist does, and I'd just <laughs> tell you everything you need to know. Oh, my God. Uh, there was a tweet on, of... Uh, video of the Taliban um, and I will say Taliban to have a little fun with it you know um, in the presidential palace gym just goofing around I saw that and they I'm didn't, like Whoa. they didn't wash the off the equipment after they used it <laughs> what the hell is this doing on Twitter this has no business being on here but you know I uh but yeah I just I, it, I floss but like when I do it, it doesn't hurt, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't get it. They're just, uh, they don't have any... It just means, that just means you're not right, is what, is what that means. That's what they always say, and it's like, no, you're... I don't dig that floss string right up into my gums. It hurts. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, his dad, he, his dad comes into the bathroom, and the boy begins to cry and apologize, and he sees, like, oh, and my son's a mutant. So, which he cannot cope with. No. Well, he he didn't like throw her out of the house, throw him out of the house like Jean Grey's parents did. He just was, or uh, Bobby's <laughs> parents kind of sort of did. He just was like, oh, oh yeah, just invent a cure. <laughs> so yep. cut to the not too distant future. The X Men are training in the danger room. All the fans got to finally see that. Get a glimpse of a sentinel when they cut the head off. So, it's kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, we also see that... The, Colossus oh. throw him. Yeah, I got to see Colossus. And then, of course, uh, Kitty Pride, who we see very early on, is into Bobby. Yeah, very very clearly. Mm-hmm. And we cut to Cyclops, who's still mourning the death of Jean. Uh, meanwhile, cut to Rogue and Bobby arguing. Rogue is mad because she can't touch him and thinks Bobby resents her based on the fact that he's a guy. I was like, well, that's really crappy screenwriting. Or very, just made Rogue much. look like a 
because Bobby's like, yeah, I'm okay with it. And Rogue's like, no, you're not. You're a guy. You only want one thing. It's like, <laughs> if that's the way it's going to be, I'll just hook up with uh, Kitty Pride. And by the way, I don't yeah. even know if I can touch her either. I mean, I might just go right through her. Yeah, who knows, man? Bobby just can't pick him. One he touches and he dies. Yeah. The other one he can't touch because he'll just go right through her. Yeah. And then he killed himself by lighting himself on fire, too. That's true. He does do that. Yeah. Yes, I'm aware she can turn off her powers. Kitty, not Rogue, but... Yeah, no. <laughs> it's hey, a joke, people. They talk about the vaccine and the cure and everything? Yeah. Same scene? Wait, no. Because then we... Well, yes. Right, well, we, right now we, is the same scene. Okay. Because, yeah, they're talking about, like, the vaccine and everything, and Wolverine's like, well, surely you wouldn't get... And Storm's like, well, surely you guys wouldn't get it. And um, Beast even says, like, hey, you don't shed everywhere. And Rogue comes in and says, hey, you know, there, there's a cure? And Storm gets all indignant, like, you don't need a cure. You're not sick. Uh, Storm, my dear, <laughs> ma'am, Logan has healing powers. Which, okay, of course, he's not okay with getting cure, uh, a vaccine. Uh, you can literally control the weather. You're a weather god. Well, if Again, Logan he... got the vaccine, he would probably immediately die because his body's infected with metal. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, Beast, again, human dog, human wolf, whatever you want to call him, it doesn't matter. Uh, he, you know, just by existing gets, you know, persecuted, whether it's, you know, in regards to being looked at in a certain way or whatever. And then there's Rogue who wants to get the vaccine because she can't touch anybody. Mm -hmm. So these are very, that's very different. You know, it's easy for storm to look at it as like, well, that's not a sickness when, you know, you're a, when you're a weather God. Yeah. I mean, like storm can go on vacation and not have to worry about the weather. That's exactly. pretty great. Cause I was just in Florida and it rained a lot. And Rogue cannot <laughs> make out with her boyfriend. She tried it once. It killed him. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, uh, yeah, that maybe that's what made me like kind of hate Storm a little bit in this one. It's her um, entitlement, I guess, would be the term. I don't know. Yeah, actually, I apologize. I jumped ahead one scene. Let me just backtrack. Just, just. A I'm quick sorry, second. but I, but I did need, but that needed to go out either way. So. No, you're okay. I got my notes all backwards. I've got the twisties. I'm sorry. Um, so, uh, yes, we get introduced to the Beast. Uh, he's uh, works with the Homeland Security. They're looking for Magneto. Um, they managed to capture Mystique, although it seems like they she let them. But yeah, uh, the president um, gave um, showed Hank what she was after, which was a file on a mutant which is um, the guy, the kid that we uh, that they took the DNA from to create the uh, the cure, the antibodies, patient zero, maybe. Oh, yeah. El Nino, mm -hmm. as they call him. So we cut They actually to... call him the boy, but, you know, I'm yeah. a cultured man. Huh? He's, yeah, I think his credit is Leech, which is not the character in the comics. Oh. I mean, there is a Leech, but it's not that, but... Cut to Charles, yeah. who's teaching an ethics class, 
and proposes a scenario about this brain-dead person. Would it be okay to transfer someone into that body or not? Uh, we'll find out later. Charles is fine with that. Uh, but Charles quickly dismisses class to go meet with Storm. And Storm wants to know why they're still hiding. And Charles is like, well, we need to keep protecting the students because uh, what could happen? And she's like, I, he says, you know, I hope you can take over one day. And it's like, well, what about Scott? And he's like, well, Scott's changed. And... Uh, Yes, so not so subtle foreshadowing. No. <laughs> then we get the uh, the scene that we already described about the cure and Storm just, uh, you know, as we discussed, Storm just... Storm uh, is like, okay, Storm <laughs> is like if, say, you or me, who's in like, uh, moderately okay health, is like, oh, you don't need a COVID vaccine. <laughs> Saying that to someone who's like, immunocompromised it's same energy you know what i'm saying Mm-hmm. which i would never do that because i'm not a complete a-hole no me neither <laughs> only mostly <laughs> so on tv alcatraz has been transformed into a science lab don't think they would do that I'm pretty sure it's like a national landmark now so you can't just buy it and turn it to whatever you want. But remember when Roddy Piper had to stay over there? Oh yeah, of course. Or I want to say Halloween. Um, Halloween Havoc '96 or Starcade. Could have been Starcade. Could have been uncensored. I don't remember. Either way, at some point Roddy Piper stayed in Alcatraz over a weekend. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. But yes, uh, like you said, Storm's against the cure. Beast is like, "Eh, what's wrong with someone wanting to be normal? Cut to an abandoned church where there's this underground meeting of mutants. The speaker is like, "Eh, what if we just trust the government? eh?" And he's booted out of the building. And (laughs) Magneto shows up and says, they will force the cure on us. Make no mistake, my brothers and sisters. And... uh, (laughs) He's like, don't. It's like you're gonna try and get a, a a dinner here in New York City. They're gonna make you show your cure card. No, he didn't say that. Oh man, that's just uh... shut up. <laughs> I have no opinion on that. I just have a feeling that like restaurants aren't gonna enforce it. They're gonna be like, I'm not yeah. doing that. That's <laughs> yeah, no. I'm paid to but pour beer, not have... look at vaccine cards. I would, I would much rather have your money. Yeah, they're just. They're just not going to do it. Like, I don't, you know, yeah. they might make you wear a mask, but they're not going to be like, let me see your card. Hey, you know what's funny is there's some, some journo out there is like, they're not even checking for vaccine cards at these restaurants and get them shut down. Yeah, maybe. And someone, I, I just, uh, it, someone in the Twitter box be like, well, good. Yeah, this good for you. And a week later, they won't care. This falls under the uh, they don't pay me enough to do all that. Because then there's going to be someone that complains, and it's just, uh, it's not a... Anyway, um, Magneto shows up and says they'll force the cure on us. Magneto and Pyro then uh, team up with a group of mutants. One is a, uh, like, a puffer fish, and the other one can move really (laughs) fast. Yeah, porcupine, puffer fish, whichever. Either Uh, way, he sucked. Immediately wanted to Pyro, like, he stood a chance whatsoever. Yeah, he's like, do you know who you're talking to? And he Pyro shows his flames, and then he's like, do you? And he just, like, 
sprung out his needles. And it's like, dude, unless you're touching someone, you really, um, your power's kind of worthless. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And you look like a dork. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes, the other uh, mutant is Callisto, and she can move really fast and track mutants and identify their powers. And it's like, oh, you two are the and, only ones over level three, which that's like the first time I've ever heard of levels. You're bearing the lead here. Yeah, that is that. This is the first time they mentioned levels of mutants um, yeah. in the film series. But you are bearing the lead. Callisto can also do good lucha things. Yeah, that's true. Now then. Can't wait. What Callisto? Thank you, Callisto. He can do good lucha things. Yes. Oh, Callisto. Yeah, he can. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he get fired too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sad. So we cut to a prison oh. semi. Oh my god! He's just like, damn it! Woo! And he runs off. You know, I watched that live, and like, it didn't even like. I didn't even it didn't even like register with me that he said that. I'm just like hmm, okay. And I, and then it became a big thing and I'm like Damn oh, it. Okay. Woo. Runs off, dude. Yeah, I'm just watching it live and it's like well oh, and I, I didn't even think anything of that promo and then it goes by. Uh, it was bad. <laughs> so we cut to the like I said, the prison semi driving down the road which contains Mystique. Uh, we cut to Hank, who shows up at Worthington Labs to meet with the kid, who is the source of the cure. Kid's power negates any mutant nearby, which is kind of cool. So Hank, uh, he moves his hand in, and then it turns to a normal hand, which is yeah. kind of interesting. So he gets to see what he looked like for maybe the first time or whatever. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Scott, it's like hearing voices, something's calling him to the Alkyle. Whatever the name of the lake is, I can't speak. Uh, yeah. yeah, he heads up to the lake in Canada, and that's where Gene died. And he just blasts the water with his eyes, and suddenly out of the water comes Gene. And he's like, how can this be? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's <laughs> like, a hell of a... Okay, <laughs> great screenwriting. Yep. I don't know either. That's not lazy at all. Yeah, uh... And then Gene's like, trust me, and takes off Scott's glasses. And he's like, open your my eyes, you can't hurt me. I did like this effect where, like, the laser eyes just, like, kind of rescind, recede into his own eyes. So that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. We got and then, to uh, dreamy eyes for the first time in the series. We did. And then they kiss, and then cut to Professor X. Yeah. <laughs> he's having, like, this psychic panic attack, and he's like, Everybody, get to Alkali Lake. (laughs) (laughs) We need to stop the steal, boys. (laughs) So Storm and Logan, they get to the lake, and it's totally dried up. There's a bunch of floating rocks, which I did think was a cool visual. And then Logan sees Scott's glasses just floating there. And then Storm spots Jean and says she's she's alive. They take her back to the mansion. Charles says, this is the closest we'll get to a uh, explanation. Like, he must have wrapped herself inside of a cocoon of psychic energy. And then Wolverine's like, well, why didn't we go back for her after, you know, everything kind of died down? And Charles is like, I don't know, because we didn't, <laughs> <laughs> because we're dicks. and uh, We just kind of assumed she was dead. Yeah, we didn't do any sort of rescue mission at all, even though, like, uh, 
I mean, the Coast Guard would have. I mean, but we're they're better than us. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we'll talk about it by the end of the movie, but Wolverine has a quote that I really like. But uh, I'll save it for uh, toward the end of the plot. All right. Okay. And he says, well, um, when, when Jean was a little girl, I created a series of psychic barriers to block her from an inner personality called the Phoenix, um, which is, uh, as a, look, the Phoenix comic, this is not how Jean becomes the Phoenix. So it's not, not buried inside of her the whole time. Like, this is the only, like, frame of reference I have so far to the Phoenix, so I have to take it at face value, but it is using this, like even not having that knowledge from the comics, it's a really weird way to introduce something that I'm told is like an iconic storyline. Yeah, it's it's kind of lazy because it's like, oh, it's just in her this whole time. Like, I didn't yeah. like that. What happened... Well, look, I, I have a, a very large, long rant uh, about the end of this movie that I, I even kind of wrote down some talking points and that we'll get to that. So <laughs> Logan isn't happy about, uh, hearing about the psychic barriers and Charles shows some sass and he's like, I don't have to explain myself least of all to you. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Charles would wow. not say that. Like, yeah, that's just very out of character. Very much so. Back at Worthington Lab. <laughs> he may as well said, he may as well said, blow it out your ass, Logan. I know, right? Like, it may have been better if he did. I don't know. I mean, same energy, basically. It's like, yeah. it's just Charles wouldn't say that. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, no. Uh, back at Worthington Labs, Warren's dad, also name is Warren, is having his son be the first recipient of the cure. Uh, but Warren doesn't want to, even though last time we saw him, he was cutting his wings off. So yeah, something changed. No time to explain. And, <laughs> Hey, we've only got an hour and 45 minutes, man. We can't... we got to get these plot points in here somewhere. And some things you're going to have to imagine. I guess. So he didn't want to. He jumps out the window and flies off. Yeah. Back at the prison semi, Magneto easily destroys the whole convoy and stops the trailer. That was pretty cool. Hey, um, uh, Brett Ratner, maybe don't try to do way too much in less than a two-hour window, sir. Yeah, they... Crammed way too many characters in here, this as is, we will see man, in this next scene. Here, here's the thing. I thought Spider-Man 3 was real bad about this. Apparently I was wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so Mystique escapes. By the way, her and the guard had a really weird uh, chemistry. That was strange. He was like an especially big dick to her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like as a little girl, she's like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, there's a... Didn't. There's even a weird deleted scene with them, too. But Oh, really? Uh, I watched them. I may have to go back and do that. Yeah, I, I got all the deleted scenes down, because there's some that are worth talking about. So, okay, well, um, so I mean, whatever, but, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, uh, I, I purposely got this on Blu-ray. I mean, borrowed it from a friend, because I wanted to see the deleted scenes. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, I bought this at a vintage stock. Probably during a holiday sale. You know, hope you didn't spend too much. Uh, I think either four or six dollars. That's about what it would cost to rent, but it's free on Disney Plus. Yeah. But you don't get the special yeah. features. So. Yeah. Now I own it, and I have the access to the special features as well. Mm-hmm. 
So Mystique escapes and tells Magneto the source of the cure is this kid. And we get uh, more troops for Magneto. We meet Multiple Man, uh, who yep. has a very cool power that I'm sure the movie will take full advantage of. Hey, that's Dr. Mark Sloan from uh, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, he could make copies of himself. And I, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm sure his power will be used really interestingly in the movie. Hey, that multiple man, he's a real hunk. There's a lot of him to go around, pal. There sure is. Uh-huh. And the Juggernaut. Trying oh. to get him. I love who, uh, Juggernaut, dude. Funny enough, is not actually a mutant, but uh, it would be too much to explain that he gets his power from a crystal, and it's just easier for movies to say, yes, he's a mutant. I think Deadpool <laughs> even makes a joke about that, and he's like, are you even a mutant? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Juggernaut and Deadpool 2, which was just CGI and Ryan Reynolds' voice, but whatever. Meanwhile, one of the guards wakes up and fires a dart at Magneto. Mystique jumps in the way, and it turns her into Rebecca Romaine. She got that, uh, she got that Pfizer vaccine, dude. I know. Magneto's like, and Magneto so- sees sorry, and just, he sees you're not one of us Rebecca anymore. Romaine. He sees a naked Rebecca Romaine, and he says, ew, gross. Yeah, you're not one of us anymore. See, it's because he's gay. Um... Uh, oh. <laughs> hey, I got gay friends, man. It's it's all love here. I just wanted to, you know, make a stupid joke. That's all that I stole from you. I didn't say that joke. You said it. No, no, no. You you know what you said. You don't have to explain yourself. It's all good, pal. I didn't say that. You typed it. I didn't type it. Whatever, dude. I will. And the listeners, you can, you know, take whoever at your at their word. Let's see here. Damn it. Where is it at? I know what I said. You gave the quote, and then I said, ew, but I made it as a joke because it's like, yeah, I, yeah. I, knew, what you, I knew what he was looking at, and it's like, here's obviously that's not ew. <laughs> I, here's the quote I gave because he says, sorry, my dear, you're not one of us. And my quote was, sorry, my dear, I'm gay. Yes. Because I'm a child, and that's the kind of sense of humor that I have. Yes, but very good. Enough, enough about my stupid sense of humor, and well, enough about the, the former wife to uh, John Stamos and the future wife to Jerry O'Connell from hmm. what was Stand By Me. There we go. But uh, <clears throat> enough well, about all that. Let's go. Let's go on. At the White House, uh, Hank is not happy that the cure has been weaponized into a gun, but the president justifies it, and Hank quits. So, meanwhile, Logan is with Gene, who wakes up and starts making out with him, but he's like, "Wait, this isn't you." And Gene says, "The professor has tamed you." And Logan says, "Where's Scott?" And then he pulls out the glasses. He's like, "You need to tell me what happened to him." And then the room starts going haywire, and Gene says, kill me. Kill me before I kill someone else. And Logan says, the professor can fix it. And Gene says, I don't want him to fix it, and then escapes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Professor comes in, he's like, I told you so. Like, God, why could are they J- making Professor a dick? Like, Yeah, Famka Jansen did what she could, but they just didn't write her well. Yeah, no, she did... 
She did good with her with the Jean character, the brief moments we saw her in this, but it's like they didn't give her any direction for Phoenix. It's like just stand there and gaze and like and be and look kind of angry. Yeah, I just anyway. Uh, so Callisto tells Magneto she picked up a Class 5 mutant, more powerful than him. So I guess Magneto is a Class 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, where is she? And back at the mansion, uh, Logan tells uh, Storm and Charles, I think Jean killed Scott. Oh, this is where Charles, he's like, I warned you. <laughs> brag about being right. Like, uh, like, we get it. You were right. Cool. Oh, man. Charles would be great on Twitter. Like, oh, I was real, right, see? Bringing real Amanda Waller energy to the movie. Yeah, no good. So they go to Gene's house. Uh, I get why Magneto... I don't know who that is. <laughs> I get why Magneto would Amanda go there. Amanda Waller? Uh, no. She was, she's the uh, Viola Davis in Suicide Squad. Uh, okay. Bro. You're not... Okay, whatever. I mean, I know who Viola Davis is, but... Uh, she played Amanda Waller, like the lady who's like, ah, we need a Suicide Squad. Okay, well, I don't remember every character's name in every movie I see. Bro, you just saw the Suicide yes, Squad. Yes, I know who that character is. I know Viola Davis. I didn't know the name of the character was Amanda Waller. Yeah, well, whatever, dude. She's a real bitch, and that's the kind of vibe I got from uh, the character, not the actor. Uh, well, the that's actor the vibe. did well. Yeah. The vibe I get from Charles in this. Well, then they go to, like I said, um, I get why Magneto went to Gene's house, because Callisto could track the mutants. I have no idea how Charles knew to go there, I guess because of Psychic, but then he also said she's blocking me, so maybe he just guessed. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it sounds like guesswork. Maybe he just tracked Pyro, I don't know, because Juggernaut and Magneto wear helmets, so he couldn't find them. But and he's like, well, that Pyro... Kid yeah, is always hanging Pyro's around. a dumbass, so he'll he'll be easy to track. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, he wouldn't even know about Juggernaut at this point, so I guess he wouldn't even try to track him. By the way, that's his brother, but we don't have time for get into that comic. Yeah. Or stepbrother? Or maybe it's a stepbrother. I can't remember. I think it's a stepbrother. So, uh, yeah, they go to Gene's house thinking... Um, Yeah, anyway, they meet Magneto there, and uh, Charles and Magneto both go inside, and Magneto tells Juggernaut, nobody else comes inside. So Magneto and Charles argue over who Gene should go with, and Gene unleashes this big energy blast, and a big fight ensues. Uh, Wolverine and Juggernaut, Storm and Callisto, uh, they all you know pair off and fight each other. And Charles begs Gene to let him in, and Gene stands up, and the house starts to float, and Charles begins to disintegrate. And to his credit, Magneto does tell her to stop. He's he's still loyal to his friend Charles. Yeah. And Charles uh, tells Gene, "Don't let it control you." He looks over Logan, and he like gives like a nod, and then explodes. <laughs> Bruh. Not even an hour into this movie, and they I killed know. Cyclops and Xavier. That's balls, dude. Yeah. Well, it's it's gutsy. Not always. Not everything gutsy is good. Yep. No, you're right. So Magneto then tells Jean to come with me, and for some reason she does. It's like <laughs> I, I just don't get this team up. Like it doesn't. You know, it's it's Bret Hart and WCW. It just never fit. You know. <laughs> just wasn't a good fit. You think it would be, but it wasn't. 
So yeah. back at the mansion, there's a funeral for Professor uh, Storm. Actually, or yeah, Storm actually had some some good words for her, but. Uh, and then Bobby confronts Kitty. They go ice oh, skating. Oh, by the way, you forgot to mention Logan, ever the Canadian, wearing the Canadian tuxedo to the funeral. Yeah, well, it's his nicest outfit. Mm-hmm. It's a Sunday best. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then we had a uh, you know Bobby comforts. I said confronted. That that would imply <laughs> that he was uh, hostile, but no, he comforts Kitty. They go ice skating, and then Rogue sees this. Tells Logan that she wants the cure. Logan says, don't do it for just some boy. Make sure it's what you want. And then she is really gone for most of the really, movie. Yeah, but okay, really good advice from Logan here. Um, you know, to like, because you could tell like the easy advice, the narcissistic advice for him as a, as a mutant with, you know, desirable powers to say, you don't need it. And Rogue even says like, why are you not telling me to unpack and, Logan even says, like, hey, I'm not your father. I'm your friend. Do what you want to do, but make sure you are doing it for you, which is really good advice in this situation. I would agree. And considering, <laughs> like, if you're a rogue, in X1, you did not fight anyone. You were actually used as a pawn in Magneto's plan. Yes. In X2, you were kidnapped. And in X3, you saw no battle. So... Rogue never. Who, Rogue is one of the strongest X Men, and in three movies she sees zero combat. Yeah. So uh, you know what? Might as well just drop your power because you're not using it in these movies. Yeah, they really struck out on the Rogue character. Yeah, man, she kills Miss Marvel. Wow. Yeah, she done let go. So uh, yeah, so Lo, uh, Rogue is, disappears for the next, you know hour and a half of the movie or whatever. And the next day, Jean and Magneto are in the woods. Uh, Jean breaks open a gun with her mind, not a gun, the uh, cure gun, and points the darts at Magneto, and he's like, enough! She's like, you sound just like him. And it's like, well, I mean, you're threatening to take away his power as like a, as a gag. Like, I'd be well, pissed too. <laughs> like, here's the thing, though, like, Magneto, like, you're kind of getting what you deserve here. Like, you should have known, like, she's OP. Yeah. Like, you you don't want to, like, you should have been on Charles's side, and instead, you watched him die. Yeah, you don't date crazy. Nope. Never stick it in crazy, like you said. Yeah. So Magneto says, no, I want to help you discover your powers. He was holding you back. Uh, <laughs> But uh, Magneto's flunkies, they don't like Gene, and Pyro says, I would have killed Charles if given the chance. And I did like this scene, because Magneto's oh, yeah. like, listen, he's done more for mutant rice than you will ever know it. And it's a shame that he died so that our dream could live. So yeah. I liked that. I like yeah. that they were still friends. They just, exactly, yeah. They just had different views, you know? Very much so, yes. Magneto would be good on Twitter, unlike Charles, because he, <laughs> he's able to debate and still be friends with people. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, <clears throat> so back at the mansion Storm wants to carry on the school and Beast is like nope we should close it <laughs> it's like okay Beast <laughs> all these parents that paid all their hard earned money to send their Beast, kids here work here dude yeah you don't go here uh, Bobby also learns that Rogue left and Logan hears Jean in his head and she sends him I guess like her location cause he just starts packing up and um 
yeah, Logan tells Storm, uh, Jean is still in there, and that wasn't Jean who killed the professor. Storm says, Jean made her choice. It's time to make ours. So if you're with us, then be here. And then Logan heads off. But I agree with Storm. <laughs> Jean is a lost cause. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He should have just killed her when she asked, and then we saved countless lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Bobby goes to the center where the cure is being distributed and sees Pyro there, and Pyro figures out he's looking for, he's looking for Rogue. And Pyro then destroys the center, just firebombs it. A real anti-vaxxer, this Pyro. Well, to the extreme, like a, a full-blown terrorist. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And then Magneto gets on TV and basically wages war on humanity, like a terrorist. So, And the president tells uh, Trask that uh, we will give him a war. This president, by the way, it's just like old generic white dude. Like, Yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah, Rogue does show up at one of the centers, and then she gets in line. But we don't know if she goes in. Uh, meanwhile, Logan finds Magneto's camp and fights and, and fights and kills some dude who throws like these weird bone daggers that grow from his arms. I don't know what the hell that was, but he's dead. And Logan sees Magneto giving a speech saying, we are the cure and that they're going to the lab and we'll destroy the source of the cure. So he's going to kill the little kid who is a brother. He's a mutant brother, but he wants to kill him. But he'll have to do it with uh, like a gun or something. He can't can't kill him normally. His power won't work. Yeah, he's so, like an anti. Yeah. So after the speech, Logan approaches Gene, but Magneto stops him. He's like, "I can smell your adamantium from a mile away." And he tells him, "Gene uh, isn't here, and that, uh, or, sorry, Gene isn't here against her will." And then he just launches Logan like a few miles away. So. <laughs> Great scene there. A lot, a lot was accomplished. Yes. Cut to President Boring, who has located the base thanks to Mystique, and he gives a horrendous line of "I'll have no fury like a woman scorned." <laughs> yeah, terrible. Yeah. And uh, Raven, she gave this information away, and then after that, she went home and listened to "Broken" by Seether in her bathroom and cried. Or she could have watched Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. So the soldiers approach the base, and they're looking at the satellite, and all the blue dots on the satellite, which represent a body, they just start disappearing, and it's just multiple man. And hopefully they just shot him with the cure gun just based on principle for dragging them all out here. <laughs> yeah. If I'm multiple man, yeah. it's like... Wouldn't it be just cooler if, like, all of his clones started fighting these troops? It's like, that seems like a cooler scene than what happened, but eh, who has time for action in an action movie? Hey, buddy, they only had 105 minutes to tell this story. You're going to have to do some um, creative thinking. I guess. If you hit <clears throat> any clone with the cure, would it affect all of them, or does it have to be the real one? I feel like it's it had to be, be the real one. It's got to be the real one. Yeah, so he should have just ran off and and anyway, multiple man's an idiot. I'm glad he got hit with the cure. <laughs> and he just sacrificed himself like an idiot. Jeez, your internet sucks a multiple dick. 
<sighs> Are you back? Yeah. Still here. Okay. Still here. So yeah, uh, he should have uh, not just given up, and he just sacrificed himself like an idiot. Uh, back at the mansion, yeah. Logan tells uh, the X-Men he knows where Magneto's going, and it's Wolverine, Beast, Iceman, Kitty, Storm, and Colossus. There's the new X-Men. So, okay. So that, in order to get that's over... That's not bad. It's not bad. It's not... Uh, it's 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 a little weird without Rogue and Cyclops, but whatever. And Jean, I guess. So... In order to get over to Alcatraz, Magneto moves the Golden Gate Bridge over the water uh, to let his army across. It's worth noting the CGI here was very bad. Uh, so it instantly becomes nighttime when the bridge lands. I thought that was weird. And all of Magneto's army goes first to storm the lab because Magneto says in chess the pawns go first. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's basically just Why a bunch of mutants. Uh, best as I can tell, they can all jump really high because it was like 15 of them that all just jump really high. I'm like, okay, that's a uh-huh. pretty lame power, but yeah. And they all get shot with the cure gun, and Magneto figures out that their weapons are plastic, but uh, he's got some mutant who looked like Prince and uses a shockwave to break the weapons. And yes, I know the mutant was a girl, but it still looked like Prince. Arcline or something, I don't know. It's just some minor character. Uh, the X-Men show up, and they fight with the humans against Magneto's army. Magneto calls them traitors to their own cause. Uh, so we get uh, Storm and Callisto fight, and Pyro and Iceman eventually fight, I guess. Uh, meanwhile, Juggernaut is sent in to kill the boy. Uh, Kitty runs in after him, uh, pulls uh, Juggernaut into the floor, and then we get the I'm the Juggernaut bitch line. Which uh, Did you ever watch those YouTube shows? <laughs> Maybe. Apparently not. No? I used to. They were pretty Apparently. funny. They, they were wrestling fans, too. I was like, uh, huh. I, I followed their MySpace channel back in the day. Yeah, they're, they're still up. It's, Who are we know. talking about? The people that made the YouTube video, the the they just they take old X Men cartoons and they dub over uh, what they say, and he's like he just keeps saying I'm the Juggernaut bitch over and over. It's it's kind of funny, but I'll <laughs> we'll have to look into it. Yeah, but uh, just they threw that in there just cause. But yeah, the they were uh, they were wrestling fans. I don't know what they're up to now because I deleted my MySpace like 15 years ago. So apologies. Uh, so Kitty finds the boy. Justin oh, that's true. Yeah, Kitty finds the boy, and then Juggernaut blows through the wall, charges him, he slams his head into the wall, but because the kid's there, it negated his power, which it was like he could build momentum and can't be stopped, I guess. So, um, I don't know. It might have killed him because you just rammed your head inside of a metal helmet into a wall, so that could kill someone. <laughs> uh or yeah. he's knocked out, whichever. Definitely a concussion if he's not dead. Concussion, best case scenario. Uh, yeah. Actually, he should die in the next few moments. We just don't see it. Uh, but his... Um, anyway, uh, Pufferfish and Prince, they toss Warren Worthington off the building, but he's saved by Warren Worthington, his son, Angel, who showed up. Uh-huh. And yep. Oh, yeah, he showed up at some point. Warren Worthington, 
Yeah, he showed up at one point in the X Men, and he's like, "Yeah, hey, is this the school?" It's like, okay. Yeah. He was uh, a complete throwaway character. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside, Magneto starts launching these cars, and then Pyro sets them on fire, and uh, Storm electrocutes Kalisto to death. It's kind of cool. Or like, uh, piercing was the last thing that lit up. And then Wolverine picks up yeah. like uh, some darts from a cure gun. Yeah. Bob, uh, Bobby and Pyro then finally square off. They're like firing ice and fire at each other, which I'm pretty sure fire would easily win, but who cares about science? Um, yeah. Because Bobby then turns into an Iceman, which was cool because that's how he looks in the comics. So I'm glad we got that very, very briefly. And then he just headbutts uh, Pyro and knocks him out. That's the end of him in this movie. Uh, Colossus tosses Wolverine at Magneto, just like in the danger room. But Magneto stops him. He says, you never learn. And Wolverine says, actually, I do. And then Beast comes from behind and stabs Magneto with, like, not only this the first dose of Pfizer, the second dose and the booster. And uh, Magneto's like, I'm... And Wolverine says, one of them. And then Magneto looks at Gene. <laughs> he's like, this is what they want for all of us. And then Wolverine tells Gene, it's over. So uh, the army then fires all their cure darts at Gene. She just stops them. And then she just disintegrates the whole army. So very sad. Those deaths are all on Logan's hands, by the way. Uh, she unleashed her full power, which is basically anything in her vicinity just breaks apart. So Magneto sees this, and he gives like a really cliche, oh, what have I done? Like, uh, uh, Pufferfish and Prince leave the building, and they're just immediately disintegrated. The whole building just starts yeah. falling apart, so I'm guessing Juggernaut inside didn't make it. <laughs> Maybe Pyro didn't either, I don't know. Who cares? Uh, let's see, Wolverine then approaches Gene. This was kind of cool, where he's like, his healing power is like holding him together as he's breaking apart. Um, yeah. And then Gene says, you'll die for them. And Wolverine says, not for them, for you. Not, not for them, for you. And Gene says, save me. And Wolverine says, I love you. And stabs her right in the heart, and she dies. So, death to the phoenix. Back at the mansion, Bobby sees Rogue and tells him that she got the cure, so let's bang. Yep. Bobby says, it's and not Bobby's what... like, it's not what I wanted, and Rogue's like, shut up. <laughs> it's what I wanted, and then they hold hands. And then... Oh, uh... oh, by the way, I forgot the, uh, the Wolverine quote. Because <clears throat> he, um, uh... He that, says to the, the rest end. of the mutants that are alive... No, 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 it's it's... It happened, you know, after he killed the Phoenix. He said, uh, <laughs> we have caught and compromised to a permanent end. Gene Gray. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that, but uh, well, I hope, hope you know what I'm referencing. Uh, I don't. When John Cena announced the death of Osama Bin Laden. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> Good stuff, I, dude. I wasn't watching Good wrestling stuff. then. <laughs> oh man well the uh, the president then introduces the new UN ambassador it's Hank McCoy uh, they're also rebuilding the Golden Gate Bridge Archangel's just flying around it uh, they park there's a park below and Magneto who was apparently not arrested 
for you know yeah. uh, acts of terrorism, mass murder, whatever. Yeah. He's just allowed to play chess in the park uh, with nobody. Yeah. <laughs> and he holds his hand over one of the pieces, and it moves. So does the cure work or not? Who knows? They made the whole movie <laughs> worthless. He must have got the Johnson and Johnson booster. <laughs> I guess, like, way to just um, make the whole movie worthless. Like, was it just that he's so powerful that the, he's resistant to the cure? If you give someone too much of the cure, does it not work? That doesn't make any sense. So I don't know. It's just a lazily thing they put in the movie. Um, and quite frankly, if they were going to make an X four, I'd be okay with not having Magneto. I mean, it's like he he. You've done a lot with the character. You can leave him out of the next one, but whatever. Yeah. And then after the credits, the doctor with the patient in the coma, remember him? So she walks in, and you hear Charles's voice greet the doctor. He's like, hello, Myra. And it's like, oh, so Charles took over this guy in a coma's body. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So Charles is back. But if, he, if there was an X4, uh, I guess he'd be played by a different person, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I think they'd probably have him played by James McAvoy or something. Maybe. Well, here's the deleted scenes. I'll run through these real quick. A lot of them are just whatever. Uh, yeah. Charles explains in the opening credits the, uh, about what mutation is, but it's like, they did that in the previous movie. You don't need to do that again. Uh, the kid who is the cure got like an MRI. Like, who cares? Uh, an alternate version of Logan and Hank meeting where Hank growls at him, which was stupid. I'm glad they didn't do that. Uh, Pyro tells Magneto they announced the cure. Pyro tells Magneto they announced the cure, except now Magneto has a beard. I wrote, what the hell? <laughs> like, where did that come from? Uh, Mystique taunts the guard disguised as the president, and the guard says, Mr. President, shut the F up. And then he says the F word. And I'm like, wow, that's aggressive. <laughs> Although, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people want to say that to a lot of presidents, so maybe he was just living out of fantasy. Uh, Wolverine and Juggernaut have an extended fight scene. This was kind of cool. I would have left this in. It's where um, Wolverine's got his, like, his claws down the back of um, Juggernaut's outfit, and then Storm shoots lightning through Wolverine and then zaps Juggernaut, and he just passes out from electricity. That was cool. Gene uh, and Charles talk to each other during Charles' death. It was really weird and... I don't think the scene was finished editing because it sounded like crap. Uh, Bobby and Kitty nearly kiss after ice skating. Uh, there's a different version of Magneto and Jean talking. Instead of teasing that she'll use the cure on him, she turns a coffee mug into a bomb. It was really stupid. Huh. Uh, there's a scene where they make the plastic guns, which, like, who cares? Yeah. Uh, before the troops find multiple man, Hank calls and says... Magneto's on his way to the lab, and Trask is like, ah, this is a bad time, Hank. We got him. It's fine. I didn't mind <laughs> that scene. That was kind of cool. Just made them look stupid. Yeah. Uh, Bobby and Kitty tell Wolverine um, how they want to step up as a team, and then Wolverine's like, no. And he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, this is stupid. Uh, on the bridge, Gene senses a crying little girl inside one of the cars. Didn't need that. Uh, during the battle, Magneto tells Jean to destroy all the soldiers, but she doesn't. She says, you sound like him again. Like, that was dumb. What? Yeah. When did... This... Charles Xavier never ordered 
<laughs> Mass genocide. <laughs> well, I think he's just uh, trying to control the power, and she, because she, she said yeah. when he broke the gun and she, the the gun thing, he's like, "You sound like him," and then she's like, "You sound like him again." I'm like, "That's really stupid." Like, and and I'm glad they left that out because it's just more. Uh, highlighted the fact that Phoenix just sat there and did nothing throughout most of the movie. Uh, but they did have one of the pawns do a Wilhelm scream, so I like that. <laughs> uh, let's see. More extended fight scenes in the battle. Uh, Juggernaut busts through the wall. He says, here's Juggy. That sucked. <laughs> uh, Magneto, like, tortures Wolverine a little bit before Beast hits him with the cure. Uh, an extended scene of Phoenix killing people in the end. So, that's okay. Uh, Storm, now in charge of the school, welcomes in the new students. I did like that. That that could have... You could have left that in there. It was only like 10 seconds. And finally, the deleted scene I really wanted to see. Rogue tells Bobby she did not get the cure. And I actually prefer this ending. Just because it, it's like, hey, maybe if there was an X4, we can actually do something with Rogue. But uh, the fact that they filmed two versions tells me that they weren't really committed to either, and it's just like, it just, it further emphasizes how much of a throwaway that was. But yeah, yeah I thought that was good. I liked the ending better. Hmm. Um, this was a really stupid scene. It was Wolverine returns home to Alberta, walks into some bar, an old dude pulls a gun on him and says, I remember you. Logan orders a beer. And the bartender says, you headed home? And Logan says, something like that. <laughs> what the hell? Why, why did he drive off to Alberta? Because these, I'm guessing, take place when they would have inserted them in the movie. So yeah. I'm assuming this was at the very end. So Wolverine just goes to Alberta after they stop Phoenix. And then he's like, yep, yeah, I'm going back to New York or back to Alberta. What? I don't know. That didn't make any sense. That was stupid. So anyway, that was uh, that was the the deleted scenes. So what are we rating this? Cause I got a rant. I'm ready. I, uh, I'm ready for this rant. I rather enjoyed this for the most part. Um, you didn't need the Phoenix storyline for this. Honestly, the the mutant vaccine struggle was a strong enough plotline in itself, in my opinion. Um, things were very tacked on. And crammed in there. So I'm going to give this a 6 out of 10. Okay. So, uh, I, I'll get my rating out of the way. By the way, let me ask. Uh, we are recording, correct? Yeah, we're recording. Okay, good. Uh, so yeah, let me um, get the rating out of the way. I'll, I'll say this real quick. Uh, one of the... Um, I guess the, 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 I don't want to say defenders of this movie because there aren't really that many, but like one the positive reviews of it say like, oh, it did have really good action. Which is like, yeah, it's an ac- it's an X-Men movie. Of course it's going to have good action. It was people with superpowers fighting each other. So, but it did. I mean, there are bad action movies. So, um, but the plot, the lack of depth, um, it's not as bad as I remember. I mean, it wasn't good. But, uh, yeah, I, I'll give it a five. But here's the, the rant portion. If you're going to do a Phoenix Saga, here's the deal. 
if I were, um, you know, if if I heard that they were doing the Phoenix Saga and I walked into a room with the writer and the director and everything, and I would just say, okay, so you're gonna do the Phoenix Saga, fine. Um, and I, I um, are the the Hellfire Club in this? Is Lalandra in it? Is Daken in this? Gladiator and the Shira Empire. Uh, Corsair, who is Scott's dad, is he in it with the Star Jammers? Uh, the Emkron Crystal, is, is any of that in there? And if the answer to all of those questions is no, uh, maybe don't make the Phoenix movie. And, like, I'm not saying you need to do, like, a shot-for-shot remake of the source material. Um, but it's like, the source material is good, and I know this because you're making a third movie based on the source material, and you've made like half a billion dollars from the other two source materials. So just go ahead and use it. And it's like, you know, the Phoenix Saga, it involves outer space, alien races, etc. And it would be tough to go from William Stryker to all that. I get that. Um, But, uh, you know, you could build it up, honestly, and it would probably be like a two-part movie. And... Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird because I I found well here I found this little um, snippet of the movie and I, I had to quote uh, popmatters.com because they had a, a very good summary of my thoughts on this. It says uh, the initial idea for the third X-Men film revolved around the famous Dark Phoenix storyline from the comics, which had been set up through throughout X2. In the comics story, Jean Grey is possessed by a cosmic entity known as the Phoenix, uh, which is initially increased her telepathic and telekinesis abilities considerably after being manipulated by a malicious secret society known as the Hellfire Club. However, the Phoenix begins to manifest much darker intentions. Ultimately, Jean becomes a threat to the galaxy, and a powerful alien empire calls for her execution. The X-Men protest and fight to save her, but Jean takes her own life to end the threat of the Phoenix. This is widely considered to be one of the greatest comic book storylines ever, certainly one of the best X-Men stories. Fox, however, felt the storyline was a bit too dark for a mainstream summer blockbuster, and ordered it to be removed from the film. Penn and Kinberg protested, and a compromise was ultimately reached, wherein Phoenix's storyline would be balanced by another storyline about a cure for mutants based on a recent comic written by Josh we- Joss Whedon. So, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. I think Fox uh, had a bad call there. I think that other story sounded way better. I I understand that you had to do the Phoenix because uh, the way X2 ended, but if you're not going to do it right, then maybe don't do it. Or, like I said, do a two-part movie or something like that. Because there is, like, a good Phoenix, and then she becomes Dark Phoenix. So that would be okay. Well, here's the thing. You don't even... Okay, look, you have the ending of X2 with the Phoenix, you know, flying under the bridge and everything. You don't necessarily have to do that right then in that very next movie. Right. For, for my money, the whole mutant vaccine struggle for, you know, the anti-vaxxers versus the pro-vaxxers versus you know all that that's a strong enough plot line in itself in my opinion and, and do, would you agree it could be um if you like you sh- they should have just picked one instead of merging the two because the two didn't fit and phoenix and mag like i get why magneto would want to wage war over this cure 
and but Phoenix and Magneto just didn't fit. Uh, I don't know too much about the Cure uh, in the actual comic books. I kind of skimmed the story, some of the storylines, and none of them seemed too memorable. Actually, the uh, they did a cartoon on it, which uh, was pretty good, where Apocalypse markets the cure, and the mutants who take it become his slaves. That was kind of cool, but I realize you can't just introduce Apocalypse like that. But, um, yeah, I would have just stuck with the cure storyline. You know, maybe not have Angel in the movie. Maybe not have... Um, let's see, who was another mutant that didn't really add anything? Uh, Colossus you could have kept, although you've been nice to give him more. Um... I don't know. The movie just... There was a lot of bad luck, too, with uh, losing uh, James Marsden. But, man... Um, the the thing was with, like, if you wanted to do an X4... I was thinking about this, too. It's like, man, you would have a hell of a time starting the movie out and being like, okay, we have to explain that Magneto actually still has his powers... We gotta dedicate screen time to that. Gotta dedicate screen time to Charles being a new person. Uh, gotta make a movie without Jean, without uh, Cyclops, I guess without Rogue, even though she showed up at the school. It's like you don't go here anymore. Uh, so she's got to be out of the movie now. And I don't know. It's uh, it'd have been hard to do an X four uh, where they just leave off with this. <laughs> it's like here's a here's a mess, you know. Clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> Make another movie after the mess we just made. It's like every president always says, whether when I don't care what side you're on, they always say, well, we inherited this mess. And uh, <laughs> it's, that's kind of what this is. It's like, well, we inherited a mess from the previous administration, so we're going to gonna try and make an X4, but uh, not for, like, what, seven more years. So, And basically we'll just retcon the whole damn movie, which uh, is fine with. Well, also, I was going to say, yeah, they because like, Xavier shows up in the very beginning. Like, um, Patrick Stewart shows up in the very beginning of, um, Days of Future Past. So it's like, okay, so this is like, they are retconning that then. Yeah. And by the way, uh, since I don't like to complain without offering a, uh, a solution, uh, I, I would agree with the middle ground. Uh, you don't have to do the stuff in space, but I feel like you do have to have the Hellfire Club. I know I mentioned X2 had like a portrayal of Jason Wingard who is has illusions and uh, Jason Stryker, William's son, was named Jason and did illusions, but who cares? You've, uh, you know, you had Hank in the last movie and he was a normal person too, so uh, yeah. you can <laughs> you can change things. It's not a big deal. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I would have I would have thrown in the Hellfire Club just to add a new villain because uh, it's like Magneto has been on for two movies. We can change it up a little bit and. The Phoenix can stay dead uh, for a little while longer, and then we'll bring her back. And I uh, wouldn't have killed Cyclops, but if you would rather do lame-ass Superman, then go ahead. <laughs> Which is next week, by the way. Yes, next week we're reviewing Superman Returns. So, um, Eddie, you uh, you stole my quote, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's iconic. Well, one second, <laughs> one second. Got to tell the people. I mean, I have, I, I've got it on DVD, so, but I, I think I've got it on DVD. Otherwise, I'm probably gonna have to stream it on HBO Max. I assume. HBO Max, or if you don't have that, you gotta spend the 3.99 on YouTube, Google, Apple, Vudu, Amazon, whatever. 
Yeah. But yes, free on HBO. Free if you have the DVD. Yep. Well, thank you for listening, folks. And to quote, uh, you know who? <laughs> Maybe you do. Do you know who I am? I'm the juggernaut, bitch. I still hear your voice when you sleep next to me. I still feel your touch in my dream. Forgive me.